Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today we are talking about conflict and communication. Because when it comes to dealing with people, you have to actually know how to talk with them. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So first, let's talk about communication. And since everyone is that is single is always thinking about getting in a relationship and everyone in a relationship is always dealing with the drama of the relationship, this is an important subject. At least this first point is, that's what I, that's what I meant. This first point is an important point, and that is, they're not mind readers. If you like somebody, let them know that you like them. If you have a need that your spouse is not meeting, let them know. Prime example, I just saw a video of this. A girl was talking about how the importance of communication how she got looking really pretty and she was really proud of herself and then her husband didn't say anything. And so she started stewing about why he didn't say anything about how pretty she looked and yada yada. And finally, jokingly, she was like, tell me I'm pretty. And then he let out all the stops and gushed over her and uh, everything was grand. If she had chosen not to communicate with him. I'm like, well, he should know that I want him to tell me I'm pretty. He should know what? That you had a thought that he didn't know about? So make sure you communicate. You tell people. People are not mind readers. If you have a desire, let them know. If you have a need, let them know. If you have something that's bugging you, let them know. And now let's flip it to the other side of listening to people when they're trying to communicate with you. The person is not going to be vulnerable with you and share their needs with you if you make them feel stupid for sharing. They don't feel safe with you. If they don't feel like they can trust you to share their needs, they're not going to let you know. Jokes are useful. Making jokes about somebody going through a hard time with them can have a place, but it also can make them feel like you just don't care. And then also, do try to be a mind reader. Yes, we just talked about how no one is a mind reader, but most of communication comes from tonality and body language and attitude, not even necessarily the words. So if you can see they're upset about something, pay attention. Now, this doesn't mean that they get to get away with not communicating with you, but you can say something along the lines of, I can see you're upset when you're ready to talk, let me know. Maybe phrase it a little bit nicer than that, but... The gist of that. Like, I am not going to try and read your mind, but I have noticed something's wrong, and I'm here for you when you're ready for me to actually know what's wrong. But that's just talking about what's wrong. Communication is more than just problems. Communication is also having fun with each other. And listening is a very important part of that, too. People like people who let them talk. They don't want to hear about your stupid day. They want to tell you about their stupid day. You will... Earn more friends being interested than interesting. And so let's talk about some exercises, actually. Practice 
actively not talking about yourself. Now, in a normal conversation, there's flow between the two. But for an exercise, actively try to only talk about the other person. Ask questions. Be genuinely interested in what they have to say. And then ping off of what they have to say. Don't just, how was your day? What's new with you? Blah, 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 blah. Boring interview questions. Ask, what did you do today? Oh, tell me more about that. Well, that's really cool. There's this thing called a thingamajigger. Do you know anything about that? And just practice being genuinely interested in what they have to say. Because remember, you're not allowed to talk about yourself in this exercise. You are just trying to keep the conversation flowing and the spotlight on them. Next up, let's talk about energy. The energy that you put forth into the interaction affects the interaction. If you're being boring or if you feel bored, the conversation will be boring and the person will feel bored. If you're feeling awkward, the other person will feel awkward. If you're feeling fun and excited and carefree, we talked about this last week, I believe, or two weeks ago. If you're being fun, carefree, and passionate and enjoying the frame of the interaction and making sure it's a good, fun frame, full of energy, well, then the other person is going to have a big, fun, full of energy frame and the conversation is going to go well. Prime example of this. If I was, and I think I might have started straying into it, if I was monotone, boring, talking to you in this voice the whole show, you wouldn't be interested in listening to anything I have to say. But where I'm putting a little bit of energy into my voice, into the microphone, you might actually want to listen to it. Now let's talk about one of your most crucial conversations that you'll ever have, the DTR, determining the relationship, the talk. I just realized my microphone was slightly a little off kilter, so hopefully the sound's good and I don't have to restart this episode. But the talk, the DTR, crucial conversations. I did a book review on crucial conversations. When you're looking to have the talk with somebody, whether it's a breakup or it's a um, what do you think of me kind of conversation, make sure you time it right. If you're going to dump somebody, don't dump them on a Wednesday morning. Dump them on a Friday afternoon. So that way they have the weekend to mope around and get themselves put back together. And don't dump them on their birthday or any other big event kind of deal. And remember, going back to the other side of the talk, maybe you're ready to be in a committed relationship with them and they're not quite yet. They're not there quite yet. That doesn't mean the relationship has to end. Now, ladies, if a guy is unwilling to commit with you, that's usually a bad sign, and he could be wasting your time, and I recorded a book review on that of, uh, he's just not that interested in you. I don't know if it's gone live by the time of this episode, but it'll be sometime in this season. Go listen to that one. So there's a grain, you have to take it with a grain of salt. On the flip side, however, just because somebody's not ready to be in a committed relationship, or to say I love you, or to get married, doesn't mean that they won't get there. And it doesn't mean that just because you were there first, and they're not there yet, that the relationship needs to end. So in other words, sometimes patience is important. And as long as you guys are communicating and letting each other know where you're at, things are good. And speaking of communicating and talking, we'll talk about more about this later, but Guys and girls are different. Guys, you can have conversations that don't have any point to them besides just having conversations with the girl. 
girls like to just talk with you. They want to spend time with you and communicate with you and see how you're doing. Uh, so I was taking a relationship class uh, last year, and the guy used a story of he went into his house, and his wife was like, we need to talk. And every guy knows we need to talk means, uh-oh, something's wrong. Um, so he was like, okay. So we, they sat on the couch. She's asking him about his day and all of this and all of that. And about, I don't remember, let's say five minutes in, he's like, oh, she just wanted to talk. She wanted to talk with me, not have a talk. So learn to have fun talking. Business relationships. People like to do business with people they know and like. People like people when you let them talk about themselves and are helping them. In the business world, everyone seems to think that they're all super important, but you got to remember that everyone thinks that they're all super important and that the world revolves around them. So you are solving their problem. You're, they are not your client. You are solving their problem for them. It's always them. You know, I am actually going to have to save conflict for next week because I have a this was this was supposed to be the shorter section. This was the we'll talk about communication in general a little bit and then we'll talk about conflict. But as of right now, I'm not even through with the communication yet, and we still have lots to cover, but not that much time left. So we'll talk about conflict next week. So now let's talk about words. Words are powerful, words are useful. Words mean different things to different people. Now it's some words, it's obvious over time that they've changed the meanings. One of the most prime examples is gay. There, a hundred years ago, gay meant happy, and now it means something else. When you are communicating with people, sometimes you have a different meaning of the word than they do. Like, for instance, dork. Dork is a complimentary, teasing word in my family and most of the people that I know. But I've also known people who were highly insulted by being called a dork, because it means they're weird. So, when you are building a relationship with someone, sometimes you need to clarify what you guys think words mean. Let's talk about love. What what does love mean? What is the synonyms of love? Some people might say that love is appreciating. Others might say that love is sacrifice. My favorite is love is time, because my love language is time. One of my favorite definitions of love, if I can remember it, is Love is seeing something or someone that you appreciate and honor and value and are willing to make sacrifices to help support that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So all these definitions are true, but sometimes the definitions can be different. Let's take dating as an example. Um, in one, one person's comment in one of my courses, uh, the person talked about how dating is pain. And that was their definition of dating. And I can understand dating is a pain and it can be painful. But what's the likelihood of you being successful in dating if your definition of dating is pain. And then going back to love, there's different kinds of love. C.S. Lewis has the four loves. And the 
First love is eros, erotic love, intimate love, sexual love, the I need you kind of love. Then there's the filio, there's the brotherly love, the companion, the we will go to hell and back and be fine kind of love, the not let anything stop us kind of love. Then there's the, I think I'm pronouncing this right, storge love, which is the supportive love, the you can get back up, you can do this, come on. The love that is needed in a marriage, is needed in a long-term relationship, is needed in a business because things are going to get hard. People are going to fall flat on their face. And if you don't have that kind of love for them and are willing to help them get back up and it's helping them get back up, not trying to force them to get back up by nagging them or being critical of them, being there for them to help them get back up, well, then it's not going to work. And that's an important kind of love. And then the fourth love is agape, which is the unconditional divine love, charity. It's the love your heavenly father has for you. It's the love that a mother tries to strive for for her children and a husband tries to strive for and a wife tries to strive for for each other. The unconditional love of like, yeah, you're a mess. I'm not going anywhere. I still love you. I still think that you are amazing, even though you have all these problems. Because true love, agape, Charity, charity never faileth. And unfortunately, agape is pretty rare. Very few people have true unconditional love. Children get it a whole lot more than adults. Women get it a whole lot more than men. But nobody's perfect. And if, if you're, someone that you're supposed to love unconditionally is really, really annoying for a very long period of time with no love bank deposits, we talk about his needs, love, the love bank and his needs, her needs, and at the beginning of the season... If there's no positive deposits and it's all negative, even the most charitable person, because no one's perfect, is going to stop loving that person. So when you're talking about love, are you talking about eros, erotic love, or are you talking about companionship love, where you love actually love them and are you their brother in arms, or are you being supportive love, or are you being charitable love, and you need all of those in a intimate relationship? Too often... People only stress the eros love in dating, which is erotic. But you need the supportive love and the companion love and the charitable love if any long-term relationship is going to last. You need the eros love too, but that's a really shaky foundation to build off of a build a 80-year lifelong commitment off of just intimacy. Now, if the intimacy is not there, it's not gonna, probably not going to work anyway. But you need all of them. So make sure that you, when you're building a relationship with people, especially your spouse, that you develop all four kinds of love. Be charitable, be supportive, be, be a companion, and be intimate. Next, when you're communicating, you need to be vulnerable. We'll talk about vulnerability more later, but if you're not vulnerable, if you're not willing to share your needs, your feelings, your emotions, to share your weaknesses, your fears your intimate details that really aren't that important, but they kind of scare you to share anyway. If you're not vulnerable, then they're not going to be able to get to know you. They're only get, going to get to know the mask version of you, the version that you present to them. And then how are they supposed to actually love you if that's all they know? And how are they supposed to get to know you if you keep all the juicy bits that make people feel bonded together locked away in a safe? Now, the, this doesn't mean being a revolving door of sharing all of your deep, dark secrets with the first person you meet in the first five minutes of you meeting them. But it also doesn't mean 
that getting you to open up is a massive chore of them pulling nails to get you to open up because nobody wants to do that. Now, vulnerability comes from trust. So again, you have to be able to develop the trust with the person, be a good listener, make him so that way and be supportive and loving and charitable so that way they'll actually trust you. And now let's talk about the acronym BRAVING. BRAVING is very important in is a very important acronym when it comes to communicating. First one is boundaries. If there's something that you really don't want to talk about or they don't want to talk about, don't push it. And again, don't go sharing deep dark secrets within the first five minutes of meeting a stranger. That's not their job. Dating-wise, let's, let's use this as an example. I've encountered, a, I've encountered many a girl, but I've encountered a girl that um, within the first like 30 seconds of me talking to her, she was talking about how her boyfriend cheated on her and how she was depressed. This was at a party. I was not interested in having this conversation. In this particular story that I'm remembering, I was at least courteous enough to just excuse myself. But I'm pretty sure there's been times where I've actually straight up been blunt and been like, this is a party. I'm sorry. Talk to somebody who actually knows you, not a stranger. But that's because I'm a very confrontational, blunt person. Now, obviously, I said it nicer than that. But in this particular case, it was a, it was just a really extreme example. And I was like, uh, this is a party and I don't know you. So I'm going to leave now. So boundaries. Next one, reliability. If they can't trust you, this is going back to the trust. If you can't be there for them, if they can't rely on you, if they can't lean on you, then how are they going to have a good, honest, open, communicative relationship with you? And the next one is accountability. If you mess up and you can't be accountable to the messing up, that's a problem. Nobody's going to trust you. By the way, I forgot to mention this. Braving is the acronym of building trust. Um, so having boundaries, being reliable, being accountable. These all are principles of trust. Uh, so next one, the vault. We already talked about this. Being vulnerable, being willing to actually share your secrets, being willing to share your pain. So that way you guys can communicate and trust each other. Next up, integrity. We'll talk about integrity soon. Integrity is very important. You can't trust someone if they're not trustworthy. Integrity describes buildings as well. If you're standing on a roof and it doesn't have integrity, you're going to fall through the roof. You have to have a strong foundation, a strong ability to trust the platform that you're on, that, it's in, that it has integrity, if you're going to trust that structure. Same with people. Next up is non-judgment. If they feel attacked anytime they share something with you because you're judging them for it, they're not going to share. Judgmental people do not get to know secrets. People aren't vulnerable with judgmental people. People don't trust judgmental people. And then the last one is generosity. Giving them the benefit of the doubt. Being charitable. Loving them regardless. So by braving, building that trust, you're able to open up dialogue, be able to talk more with people, communicate better. And communication is the key to every relationship. Because if you start thinking that the other person just should know, that they should just know how you feel, that they should just know what they did wrong, that they should just know that they should do the dishes this way. We'll talk about more about that in the conflict episode. If they should just know, well then... Your relationship's in a bad spot because nobody's a mind reader. And speaking of communicating, a great way... Ah, squit. I'm going to cut it there. Um, 
I was trying to be clever, but if you guys really enjoyed this episode, please share it with one or two friends. This podcast takes a lot of work, and I would really appreciate it if you enjoyed what I've done and want to share it with people so that way more people get tuned into this podcast so that way my efforts don't seem as in vain. And thank you guys for everyone who reaches out to me on Instagram and lets me know what this podcast does for you because that's why I do it at this point. And with that, I will see you all next week.